0: Log Talk radio.
1: R-U-G-A-R-E!
2: It's time for the Get Ready Show.
3: Come aboard, you've tuned in to the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. So glad to be back, enjoyed my vacay last week. Cannot believe, cannot believe I'm in the basking in the sun of Cancun for a week and holy cow, come back getting bombarded here in the northeast, snow and ice. Good news, I guess they're easing me back into the work week, got a snow day today which was cool but... Wow, talk about quite the shock uh, coming out of Cancun, coming back home to all this snow and ice, but to help me get through it, man, nothing better than to be able to hang out with all you guys, all you wrestling fans out there, talk a little wrestling, get through the controversy, seems like the world of wrestling is blowing up right now, we got a lot to talk about, give us a call, 347-838-9815, that is the number. Check us out on Facebook. we got a show chat going right now on the Facebook page. That is Facebook.com slash The Ken Reidy Show. Get on there. Get on the Facebook. Let us hear what you think. You know, you can call us, and we'd love to hear from you. Some of you guys know you're a little bashful. Get on there. And there's conversations going on the whole night. And later on on the Facebook page, we'll have a Monday Night Raw thread going on right there. We want to hear your opinions, whether you agree with us. Whether you disagree, just bring it, jabronis. Check us out on Twitter. Our handle on Twitter is at The Ken Reedy Show. You can follow us there for all the tweeting to your heart's content. So get on the Twitter, tweet us at, at The Ken Reedy Show. And of course, we got our website, thekenreedyshow.com, pictures, blogs, all sorts of nifty stuff, as well as just being able to listen to the show on TheKenReedyShow.com. So you got all that good stuff over there on the website. So many ways to interact with us in this 2015 with all the technology out there. You know, just connect with us so we can talk about the wonderful world of pro wrestling. So many things to talk about. Still kind of trying to get my brain a little straight here. A little in vacation mode, trying to get back focused firmly in line and ready for the WrestleMania season. So to help me get through and make sense of all the stuff that's going on right now in the world of professional wrestling. As always, my tag team partner, Dave, is on the line. Dave, how are you doing this evening?
2: Well, oh, it's very fitting that this morning I was shoveling snow here in the northeast in this, month of, this cold month of February. And now I have to help you shovel the thought of what's going on in the world of wrestling. Other than that, um, you know, it's cold, it's the northeast, um, I, I can't wait for, uh, for for warmer weather to occur, but the only thing hot going on right now is the, the, the topic of discussion between uh, uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns and this Royal Rumble controversy or lack thereof heading into WrestleMania that seems to be the hot topic discussion these days. It's, it's
3: crazy. We're going to get into all that stuff in, in a little bit, but...
2: Uh, right before, honestly,
3: we, we came on the air a little bit, maybe about twenty minutes before he came on the air. Um, some breaking news, and and I get a kick out of this, Dave, because it, it's like the the, the WWE dot com somehow is scooping the WWE. It, it's like they they keep having these things on on the website that like unconfirmed reports, but it, it's the company's website for God's sake. So anyway, it's not confirmed yet. But I don't consider this a spoiler because it actually is coming from the WWE's website. But a little bit of breaking news as we go forward in this WrestleMania season. The Hall of Fame class begins to take shape. We got Macho Man already. Arnold going into the celebrity wing. And now we got Rikishi. That is the rumor to be confirmed tonight on Monday Night Raw. There was a little bit of speculation on the website. It could be a, a heart might be speculated, uh, but it seems like the stuff that, that's coming out is Rikishi is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Spe- you know, Me just spitballing, you would think that his sons are going to induct him. Maybe this is some way to get The Rock involved with the Hall of Fame. Um, but you know, an interesting choice uh, with uh, Rikishi. Uh, not not a, a guy that jumps out at you as a Hall of Famer, but when you go back in his career... Uh, You know, multiple characters in addition to Rikishi, uh, going back to the uh, Samoan SWAT team. Uh, You know, I think he's deserving of this honor. So, interesting as his Hall of Fame uh, class takes shape. Supposedly, tonight, we'll get confirmation Rikishi in the Hall of Fame, Dave.
2: Well, you know, I I think he's very deserving of a Hall of Fame nod. I mean, in most professional sports and with, with Hall of Fames, most fans seem to think that garnering an entry into the Hall of Fame is due to winning a world championship, whether it be an NBA championship, a Super Bowl, a World Series. And you know, Rikishi didn't win um a, a major heavyweight championship in WWE throughout his career, but you know, he contributed a lot and he's a part of that huge Samoan lineage in this in, in the wrestling industry. I mean, you mentioned the Samoan SWAT team, um in the NWA days, uh He was a head shrinker with Sam Mu in the WWF early. He did a a character by the name of the Sultan under a mask. He he came back as uh, Rikishi at one point, you know, during the Attitude Era. And that's when he really seemed to catch on with the audience. If I remember correctly, he had a gimmick similar to Rikishi, but it was was more of like a a motivational kind of speaker of sorts, like... uh, you know, a guy from the streets. He did like the, fought, you know, make a difference spot too. Um, but Rikishi was the one that really, um, caught on with the audience. He was like two cools, you know, third guy in that group. Um, he was, he was a good part of the mid card during the attitude era, had a run with the intercontinental championship, had some, uh, some good matches with uh, the Val Venus. He had a good run in the Royal rumble back 15 years ago. So, uh, yeah, deserving nod, not everyone needs to win a world championship to get into the hall of fame. And, uh, you know, that that's evident of, uh, you know, with all due respect, Coco Beware, who a lot of people still scratch their heads at getting into the WWE Hall of Fame. But, yep, deserving honor, and I'm I'm sure that uh, the Uso boys are going to be involved in inducting him into the Hall of Fame this year.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm saying, I always like Rikishi. He's one of those guys. I mean, it's it's a good point. I mean, not necessarily. It's He's like, I guess he's not a guy that jumps out at you, and you just think, you know, Rikishi Hall of Famer. But when you... When you look at his career, I mean, real popular while he was Rikishi, but he go back a very long-standing career in the business, obviously uh, part of a historic lineage um, as lineage continues to, to move forward. Uh, you know, when you look at his whole body of work, uh, you know, again, like you said, Rikishi uh, probably, you know, his, his crowning glory when he was most popular. Uh, but uh, definitely a, a Hall of Fame career, so uh, congratulations again. Just putting it out there, it's speculation. We don't know if it's it's true, but uh, WWE.com has leaked that uh, this might be our next Hall of Fame inductee. So, it's shaping up right now. Um, you know, it's interesting with Arnold going in, but obviously this Hall of Fame class right now is all about Macho Man Randy Savage. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm cool with Rikishi being part of this class, so congratulations, Rikishi. But let's get into it, Dave, because... We got a lot to talk about, and, and this is not going to go away. Um, you know, the whole, as it's WrestleMania season, we're heading to WrestleMania. We're taking the fast lane, uh, to WrestleMania, but it, it's interesting how, you know, the internet wrestling community and their thoughts on, uh, Daniel Bryan and what happened at the Rumble and Reigns and his Reigns ready and who knows if he's ready and, uh, you know, it's funny because like the wrestling fan universe is, is kind of like taking up sides And uh, some people, and even even professional wrestlers are coming out and saying Hey, you know, pushing a new guy, so let's see what Reigns can do You know, and, and, and I'm on that side of things You know, I'm not, again, we said it on the show And maybe I'm talking a little bit out of both sides of my mouth But I'm not totally sure that Reigns is ready to be the guy I'm not sure if he, if he has been seasoned, so to speak However, there's part of me as a fan that, like, you know, kind of wants to see the sinker swim. Like, you throw, the, throw the dude in the, the deep water and let's see if he can swim. Um, a lot of speculation now surrounding uh, what they're going to wind up doing with Daniel Bryan. Um, it's weird to me that now that they're potentially putting, well, they are. They're putting uh, Reigns' uh, main event on the line at Fastlane uh, so all sorts of things swirling around this and not to mention you've done so much to build Brock Lesnar as just an unbeatable monster. So it's, I mean, and again, it's one of those things that like, it seems a bit disjointed. It seems, uh, like maybe they're scrambling on the other side of things as a fan, it seems kind of fun because you know, which direction are going to go in? Uh, there's a lot of question marks surrounding the match, but, uh, You know, the internet is all abuzz on uh, who who should have the main event, who will have the main event, uh, what direction they're going to go in. And uh, it should prove to be, I mean, through, I would say right now, through at least the Raw after WrestleMania, should be a very interesting few months uh, coming down this road, uh, next few months in the wrestling universe, and specifically in the WWE.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you... You you, ha- you come off a Royal Rumble that, you know, within a city, Philadelphia, they have a very vocal audience and more vocal than, than other towns, uh, you know, that WWE has visited. And he- here's where I see where WWE went wrong. And I feel expert, but I just think that this is where they went wrong and how they've gotten into this scrambling mode. You know, first off, Roman Reigns, he, he was injured, he was hurt, and then when they brought him back it- Felt very forced. They put him in silly situations, making him say stupid things that just were out of character for him. They tried to, you know, add a, 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 a different dimension to his character. I just that didn't get over with the audience, and I think that's where the backlash began for him. And just the simple fact that it was blatantly obvious how he was being portrayed as, you know, the the, the next top guy in WWE. And I don't, and I think a lot of the fans resented that. I think a lot of wrestling fans, like I say. Want to see a guy gradually move up to the top and being built up, and that's why I think they took a liking to Daniel Bryan because throughout the spring of 2013, all the way till last year at WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan had this unbelievable build to the main and ascended to the main event, you know, and the people just kept, you know, climbing up with him, and you know he's also got a likability where he's an underdog, and people like those underdog stories, so I think that was in his favor too as well, um, but. Be that as it may, I think when Bryan got hurt and then when he came back and he announced that he was going to enter the Royal Rumble, I think that made fans think to themselves, well, WWE's finally going to do it right. They're finally going to put Daniel Bryan over and give him the run that he deserved that was cut short from him after last year's WrestleMania. So by announcing him into the Royal Rumble match, most wrestling fans, and especially that audience in Philadelphia, automatically assumed that Daniel Bryan was the alternative to Roman Reigns. And when he got eliminated early, that really, you know, knocked the wind out of their sails. Now, if I were to have written this storyline out, or if I would have booked this return, I wouldn't have announced Daniel Bryan as a as, as an entrance to the Royal Rumble. I would have made him a surprise entrance. And at least if it came down to him and Roman Reigns, which Dank, one of our colleagues a couple weeks ago mentioned, would have been a better scenario, which I do agree. The audience would have, even though I didn't agree at that point, looking back on it, I do agree with the point now. If the two of them were the final two guys in the ring and Reigns tossed them out and won, yes, the audience still would have been upset, but at least they wouldn't have had their expectations so high because Daniel Bryan was a surprise entrant. This time they knew about it, and they just expected it to automatically happen because Reigns wasn't exactly connecting with the majority of the audience. So I think that's where the scrambling and where they kind of put position, you know, they, they, they put themselves in a corner here that they couldn't get out of. And that's why we're at this point where Fast lane's is going to take place with these two guys. This whole controversy thing that, that Triple H and the authority on television have tried to, to play out, and that's why Reigns is putting his title shot on the line. That just To me, that's scrambling. That's a bunch of bullshit. Excuse my language. I think that's just their way of of trying to come up with Mm -hmm. a much better scenario for Daniel Bryan to get involved in the title picture and to also please the audience so there isn't that negative fan backlash like they've had over the years, at the same time still going the same course that they want with Roman Reigns heading into WrestleMania. Now, as far as this match goes... And I said this to you Ken in our pre-show meeting and I think, I think what the idea and the intention was of this match before the news broke today, which I'll get to that in a minute, the idea and the intention of this match was for Daniel Bryan to help Reigns eventually get to Lesnar. Have some kick-ass 25-30 minute main event pay-per-view match. Very competitive. Make Reigns really work for it. And go over clean on Bryan. At least the audience would see that, well, Reigns really had to work his ass off. And Bryan helped him get there. Yes, Brian may have been a big contribution to that match, but Reigns worked his ass off as well to beat him to get to that point. And then at the end of the match, the, the, the majority of the wrestling fans, the internet wrestling community, whoever it is, they see their hero, Daniel Bryan, endorse Roman Reigns, shake his hand, hug him, raise his arm, whatever. Endorse him as the guy to beat the guy who the streak at WrestleMania, I think wrestling fans and, and, and fans in WWE would be more inclined to get behind Roman Reigns because their hero endorsed him. And that's where I think that they intended to go with this. And also, too, Brian's a very physical wrestler, and if Reigns is going to go in there alone with, uh, with, with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and he, he needs to get toughened up a little bit. Not saying he's not tough now, but Brian's a very physical wrestler, too. So some experience on the physicality side would definitely help going into a match with a monster like Brock Lesnar. Now, the news broke today that Vince McMahon has once again changed his mind and is thinking about inserting Daniel Bryan back into the main event at WrestleMania, somehow making this a triple threat between him, Reigns, and Lesnar. I mean, we've talked about it before. I don't mind the idea that this match happens. I just don't want to see... The same thing happened again, like last year, but it would make for a very interesting dynamic going into WrestleMania um, if this comes out to be a triple threat match.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, for me as a fan, I gotta be honest. Uh, Daniel Bryan being in the main event at WrestleMania, I hate it. I really do. And you know, <laughs> give us a call if you don't like what I, I do. I. I, I just hate it. I just it just I it feels too similar to, to last year. Um I, I think that you it's almost like the WWE on some levels is they're in a very ticklish situation right now and it and it is, you know, it might be Philadelphia centric or maybe certain cities that have uh internet wrestling fan stronghold. Um but the, you kind of wind up as a company start painting yourself into a corner with Daniel Bryan, and and hopefully it doesn't work like against Daniel Bryan. The WWE decides, you know, we got to bury this guy because he's really making it tough on us to push anybody else. Um, but it just it smells of last year. I don't want to see. It. And then to me, like you run that risk with the WWE if Daniel Bryan were to win it, like or, or, or lose it even. I, I mean, are people going to crap all over? The main event at WrestleMania, if Daniel Bryan's uh, happens to not walk out champion, um, so I really I, I I am for any scenario that takes Daniel Bryan out of the main event at WrestleMania this year, and 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 this main event. I mean, and I've said it before on the show. I would love to see Daniel Bryan have a strong run this summer, and you know, do the summer of Daniel Bryan and have him you know, fight for the main event at, at SummerSlam and go for the title. I think that that works for me. I'm not hating on Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan deserves another shot, to know, um as long as he can stay healthy, uh deserves a shot to be at the top of the mountain again. It just it's too similar to me, uh, as last year. I like I said earlier in the show, I like the idea of Roman Reigns, uh let's see if he can sink or swim. Um I really like your scenario, Dave and but the, the big question mark, the big 800 pound gorilla in the room is can Roman Reigns give you a five star match? Now, we know Daniel Bryan can. And we know Daniel Bryan can help other wrestlers look good. I think that scenario is absolutely perfect. If they really want to, and personally, and, and I don't know your thoughts on this, Dave, uh, and you know, you're talking to me and you, you know, tell us, but I, I'm not the biggest fan of, of triple threat matches. Um, there have been very good ones, don't get me wrong. I don't like the, the last, uh, you know, at the Royal Rumble, that was a great triple threat match. But there's something about the mano-a-mano the mano, uh, of a championship match that I just prefer the vibe, uh, the build, everything surrounding when it's a one-on-one. There's just something more, uh, it's just better as far as a build. Toward, and, and giving it, and it's WrestleMania, giving it that big fight feel. I, I personally... I prefer the idea of, of a one-to-one, uh, a one-on-one. Um, as far as, you know, going into lane, I would love somehow for it to come out where we're going to get a one-on-one at, at WrestleMania. But the big question is, can Roman Reigns perform at that level? Can Roman Reigns give you a five-star match? I think wrestling fans will buy into it. if, if and, and maybe classic is a strong word. But if they give... Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, a solid 20 minutes to a half hour, and they give us something special, and at the end there's a hug and a handshake, and Daniel Bryan is raising Roman Reigns' hand and pointing like you're the guy. Um, I really think that could work. Uh, it seems also like as of late that they're, they're back to tweaking Roman Reigns' character a little bit. Maybe they're pulling away from the cheese and the, and the corniness. Um, on Monday Night Raw last week, I really liked uh, the way he told Daniel Bryan to get out of his locker room. Uh, there was back to just uh, an intensity about Reigns, uh, a lot less with the smiling. And to me, that's what make Rain- makes Reigns work. Uh, so keep the intensity. But I guess, like I said, Dave, the big question mark is, <laughs> can Roman Reigns give us a five-star match?
2: Um, I think it's possible with a guy like Daniel Bryan. I really, truly do. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of triple threat matches. I think the right mix of three guys has, to, has to, to, to work to make for a good triple threat match. You can't just throw three guys in there and expect them all three of them to have chemistry. Two out of the three might have chemistry, and then there might be an oddball out. Or they all three have chemistry, whatever the case is. But I think you have to have the right mixture of guys. In this case, in this scenario, you, know, you 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 disagree that Daniel Bryan shouldn't be anywhere near the main event at WrestleMania. Um, I, I happen to disagree with you. I wouldn't mind seeing him in this match if it somehow comes down to that they've decided to make it a triple threat match. Of course, the finish of Fastlane would have to have some sort of screwball finish with with, with Lesnar getting involved, maybe or some a foot under the rope or. You know fast count, whatever the case is they're going to have to come up with some creative way on how they make that match triple threat match, but here's the reason why I think that they should that that I wouldn't mind seeing it first first and foremost, okay, you got interesting stories between all three of these guys. You have Lesnar who a year before ended the streak, went on this tear, beat John Cena for the belt, decisively, I might add decisively the most one-sided championship match in recent memory that I can remember. Okay. And yeah, granted he disappeared for a little while, but Lesnar's stock was rising. He was the most popular guy on the roster and he was hardly even there in my opinion. Okay. And then you got Roman Reigns, this ascent to, to the top. He's had his peaks and valleys. He's been popular. Then he gets hurt and he comes back and people aren't receptive to him. Then he wins the Royal Rumble in controversial fashion. has to now put the title shot up on the line, but then you have Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, the third man in this in this possible match, where he had this huge run towards WrestleMania, finally won the big one. And then a month and a half, two months later, he gets hurt. He's got a, he's forced to, to 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 drop the title. Never was beaten for it. Now he comes back. He wants his rematch, his rightful rematch that he deserves. I don't think this would be one of those scenarios where it's Daniel Bryan against the two of them and it's Daniel Bryan against the world, I think it would be on equal footing of all three of these guys have one thing in common, and that's the championship. But they all got different paths to get there, and it would make sense. But I don't think Daniel Bryan should win. I think it should be one of those cases where if they were to turn this, if they were to turn this scenario into a triple threat match, it would have to be, you know, Bryan comes up short somehow and, and, and fails to win the big one this time. And then you play off of that post-WrestleMania, regardless of who he's going to be working with, whether it's you know uh, somebody that the authority is backing or if they even turn Daniel Bryan heel. Maybe it's one of those cases where they would have to turn him heel, but the only way they would turn him heel is if the, the yes chance and the audience were starting to um, dimmer a little bit and it, w- it wasn't as strong of a reaction. If he keeps getting the same reactions he's getting, you'd have to keep him as a babyface. But be that as it may, that's the, that's the reason why I think this main event – could be a triple threat match, and I think it could be different from last year. I, w- I don't see it necessarily being Daniel Bryan against the establishment. I think it's three different guys gunning for a title, and, and, and that's, that's how I would look at it, and that's how I think that WWE should book it, but emphasize these three guys' individual stories and their road to get to that match at WrestleMania. But honestly, yeah, I think a 20-30 a, a minute classic match between the two at Fastlane with endorsing Reigns by Daniel Bryan if they go the singles route and have Reigns get in there with Lesnar, I think that would work. But after the break, I am going to tell everybody a story that took place with me personally a few weeks ago, and which brings me to my theory as to why it's now being reported that Vince McMahon and WWE management are changing their minds once again on the WrestleMania main event.
3: And it's crazy, man. And like for us, and and I can't wait till after the break to hear your story. But like all the, the stories, and it makes it makes our job easier here doing a show because there's so many rumors circulating, uh, so many permutations of what the main event could be. Uh, so it gives us lots of good stuff to talk about. So you know we're gonna we're gonna, we got so much more to get into. First off, three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. We got some people on hold. You guys keep it up. Be patient. We're going to be getting to you in a, in a little bit. We got our break coming right now. And then you've got to, if, if, if you're not, tell your friends, start emailing people. You're going to want to hear this story from Dave after the break. And they're going to get your reactions on Daniel Bryant, the main event, and what the road to WrestleMania should look like. But right now, it's about that time. We do it every Ken Reedy Show at the seven o'clock hour. It is time for the day five, fifty,
2: fifty mm-hmm. news. That's right. You heard the man, the seven o'clock hour, every single week here on the Ken Reedy Show. This is the day five fifty fifty news report. Our first story this week. For the past several months, you've been living under a rock and you know of the on again, off again status in regards to the relationship between Rey Mysterio and WWE. And as of right now, it looks as if WWE will, in fact, grant Mysterio his release from the company very soon. But, just the minor details in that release, that are still being worked out between both parties. Now, the meat and potatoes of this story is that TNA Wrestling is looking to offer Rey Mysterio big money, mucho dinero, to sign with the promotion once he can legally test the free agent market. Some even say more money... That they had offered Alberto El Patrón, former Alberto Del Rio, to join the company at the beginning of the year, but reports out now speculate that Mysterio is expected to pass on TNA's offer because he does not want to work a full-time wrestling schedule and therefore sign with AAA and the Lucha Underground promotion. Mysterio had made a pre-recorded appearance for AAA during their Triple Mania pay-per-view in August of 2014 which upset WWE officials since Mysterio was still under a WWE contract at that time. And it looks as if the world of MMA, mixed martial arts, is set to collide with WWE. Here in our second story, according to former UFC fighters Chael Sonnen and Wanderlei Silva. Sonnen was, on, was a guest on TSN's Off the Record in Canada recently and stated both he and Silva were asked to attend WrestleMania weekend this year in Santa Clara, California, to, as he put it, discuss some stuff. When this news broke, representatives from WWE publicly denied Chilton's claim. Then Silva, Wanderlei Silva, revealed WWE had reached out to both the men, backing Chilton's claim, stating they were interested in working with both parties. But however, he did not reveal any details. Figure4WrestlingOnline.com revealed WWE at one time had interest in Chael Sonnen working as a color commentator, but backed off after Sonnen had tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. It's now being reported that despite WWE's denial of Sonnen's claim meeting with company officials, there is indeed a meeting set to take place with WWE, Chael Sonnen, and Wanderlei Silva at some point during WrestleMania weekend. It's expected they will be meeting with Kevin Dunn, the executive producer of television for WWE. So as of right now, we can only speculate on what this could mean. DailyWrestlingNews.com is reporting that WWE officials have discussed a possible presence from the popular NXT brand on the WrestleMania 31 card this year. It is expected, however, that the NXT crew will have exhibition matches at WWE's fan access event throughout the entire weekend, but now it's being discussed on an alleged NXT match during the Wrestlemania pay-per-view. Something along the lines of a Money in the Bank style ladder match, or even a multiple man NXT title match involving the champion, Sami Zayn. As of now, this is only a rumor and plans can, and most likely will change. Ring of Honor Chief Executive Officer, Joe Koff, Champion Jay Briscoe, Adam Cole and head booker Delirious met with Sinclair Broadcasting Executive last week Providing a proposal for More money being distributed to Ring of Honor To help the company grow and eventually Become the number two promotion in the United States Sinclair has Kept a tight leash on the budget for Ring of Honor since purchasing the company in 2011 The Wrestling Observer reports that Sinclair did not Approve the request for more money in the budget However stated that depending on The company's performance then Sinclair will be inclined to possibly increase spending, but very minimally. Last year, Ring of Honor expanded into several new television markets, outperformed TNA wrestling in terms of pay-per-view numbers and live attendance figures. And on a final note, Sinclair did tell Ring of Honor to be more disciplined with spending, which leads to speculation that Ring of Honor will now cut back on bringing in a number of talents from New Japan Pro Wrestling for their upcoming crossover show in May. And in our final story this week, with WrestleMania 31 not too far away, WWE officials have allegedly began planning for WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, Texas next year. Now what I'm referring to is the long-awaited, heavily speculated dream match between Sting and The Undertaker. WWE officials allegedly hope to have Sting and The Undertaker have a face-to-face confrontation the night after WrestleMania 31 on Monday Night Raw, begin to build up towards a match between the two at WrestleMania 32 next year. There is strong speculation that this match will be the last match in both the careers of Sting and The Undertaker, and even going as far as penciling in both men as top candidates for the 2016 WWE Hall of Fame class. The idea behind this is that the company wants to promote the match as both men's final match the same and they both get enshrined into the WWE Hall of Fame. Like I always tend to say, this is purely speculation at this time. And take these rumors with a grain of proverbial salt from the master of throwing salt, 2007 WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. Fuji. And there you have it, folks. That was the Day 5 News Report, making its illustrious return here on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you.
3: Good stuff. Crazy stuff. It's amazing. Like, you know, we're talking about WrestleMania season this year, and there's already rumors circulating about next year. Just so many Fun things to talk about. We want to hear from you. 3478389815. That is the number to call. Again, check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Kenry Show. Right now, we got a survey up there. We want to know what you guys think. We just want to know how you would book the WrestleMania main event. Do you want Lesnar versus Reigns? Do you want Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan? Do you want a triple threat or do you want something completely different? Head on over to the Facebook page. We, don't, we want to know what you guys are thinking as far as the WrestleMania main event, how you think that should play itself out. We're going to get to the calls in a minute, but you guys want to hear this. Dave had a very interesting uh, conversation with, uh, had no exaggeration, a wrestling legend, uh, former WWE talent on uh, the state of the, the main event of WrestleMania and, and the Royal Rumble and all sorts of good stuff. So without further ado... Dave, tell us this, this awesome story, and then you guys get on the horn. We're going to get your reaction. Take it away, Dave.
2: Well, just a few weeks ago, I was at a um, a, a social gathering with a friend of mine watching the UFC fight. And uh some of you may know, I'm uh, Velvet Sky from former TNA Knockouts, friend of mine. She also dates uh, Bubba Ray, Dudley, Bully Ray, whatever you want to refer to him these days. And uh, I don't know him too well. I've only uh, been around him in a social setting. This would be like the second time uh, – seems like a decent guy, quiet, kind of keeps to himself, Only engages in conversation if you speak with him sort of thing. But, you know, it's probably just one of those things he's just trying to feel out his girlfriend's friends and the vibe in the room, whatever. Anyhow, I didn't want to really bother him too much talking about wrestling being the huge fan that I am of just the business in general. So I just said to him, you know, hey, you know, we, we said hello when he came in to the house and, uh, hands, and then, you know, I, a few minutes later, I said to him, hey, I, I loved your return on Sunday, I thought it was cool as shit, and he said, thanks, I appreciate it, I I, I had a great time, I loved it, you know, it was cool working with, you know, he had a r- little bit of a, a a run-in with Harper and Wyatt, so he mentioned them, and then, uh, you know, I said to him, uh, you know, is this going to lead to possibly you coming back, he goes, well, he goes, I don't know why they didn't call Devon but they called me to come back for this, and, uh, you know, they they said that they are going to call Devon because they want to. They, they they're they're open to working with us again. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of uh, you know if I want to do it or not. Um, so I said, oh, cool. You know, that's great. And I thought the conversation was going to end there. And then he said, he goes, so I hear a lot of people didn't really like that rumble. And uh, I just kind of gave him my point of view on you know how I like I said on the show how I've seen both sides and how I how you know I I see the reasons why. And why not Roman Reigns should should have won? And I see the reasons why, and why not Daniel Bryan should have won. And uh, I had made mention of you know when when Daniel Bryan's name got brought up, I'd mentioned, oh yeah, I heard something about The Rock possibly being pissed. And he goes, oh yeah, he was very pissed. He goes, he goes, I know for a fact he was he was not happy he was put in that situation. Uh, and from what it sounded like, he had said that um, they panicked. They did not learn their lesson from last year. I know that for a fact. And, uh, you know, they didn't think that Brian getting eliminated early was going to garner as big of a, you know, reaction and backlash that it did. So then they bring – then, you know, Rain's name comes up. And uh, I said, you know, I go, I like him. I think he's going to be the top guy someday. He's got a load of potential. He's not terrible. I go, I think the company's put him in a few silly positions with his promos but for the most part, I I just don't think he's ready yet. I think he he needs a few more notches on his belt before he gets to Lesnar. And he looked at me, shook his head, and he says, I totally agree with you. You know, in his New York accent, I totally agree with your brother. Uh, he, he, He said, he goes, he definitely needs a few more, you know, notches on his belt before he gets, before he's seen on the same level as Brock Lesnar. And then he goes, and I'll tell you, and this is the last thing he said to me, he goes, I'll tell you one final thing. He goes, Brock's really worried about working with him. I said, with Reigns? He goes, absolutely. I go, why? He goes, inexperienced guy in a big match situation. The fans are already turning and shitting on the whole idea. May may, may have a tendency to throw a performer off, throw a guy off, and mess up the performance and and, and not being able to handle the big pressure, the big match situation because the audience isn't reacting to what you're doing. And I was just like, oh, okay so I just kind of took that as, you know, well, we'll see. You know, he could have been working me completely. He could have been just saying that, you know, just to kind of, you know, shut me up and then make me think one thing, and then they're going to do something completely different on TV. But in the back of my mind, I just thought to myself, you know, he's got no reason to do that. He hardly knows me. Um, and I personally think that there's going to be more to this eventually with Reigns and Lesnar and the whole Daniel Bryan controversy. And then we saw on Monday – how the, how the title match is now in jeopardy of, you know, Reigns and Lesnar not having the match, and now Brian might get involved. And then the story. The story breaks today that Vince has met with officials this week talking about Reigns' reactions and how he's not getting a positive reaction the way that they want him to heading into the match with Lesnar. The plan was 100% for them to pull the trigger and have him beat Lesnar, but I truly believe that what. Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, whatever you want to call him, told me about Lesnar being worried to work with Reigns, that those thoughts, those feelings, whether he conveyed them to Vince or not, or to management, or to Triple H, or to whoever in WWE created never, Bubba Ray never told me that Lesnar conveyed those feelings towards management. He just said that he knows for a fact that Lesnar wasn't happy. And whether he did that or not, which I'm assuming he did, I think now adding Daniel Bryan to this match was done for multiple reasons. One, to appease the audience and appease his fans, but two, have another experienced guy in the main event of that match at WrestleMania, which is most likely going to be the last match, to help further along Reigns and his push, as well as hide some of the inexperience that Reigns has, so that the possibility of the audience turning on Reigns during the middle of that match and messing up his psyche, and and messing up eventually his performance in that match. If it was a singles match, it would be disastrous. It would be WrestleMania 20 all over again with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg and how Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was the referee. He was the most loved guy in the match, and he didn't and and he didn't do much. So I think that from what he told me, from what he knows about Brock's feelings. I think that was conveyed to management, and I think that's the, one of the main reasons why Bryant was put back into this situation.
3: It's an incredible story, and it, and it does, you know, it's another wrinkle, which, again, is great for us because, you know, it gives us more stuff to talk about. Um, you know, storyline-wise, yeah, I kind of, I want to see Reigns versus Lesnar. Um, that That's kind of what I want to see. Uh, when you start to ring, if if this story is true, and you're, you know, bully, Bubba, whoever is not working you, and that this is what's going on, well, the the threat and uh, chance of injury supersedes everything. Um, You know, it's hard for me to to say, well, they should wrestle one-on-one anyway. You know, if there's legit, legit concern uh, for injury that That's another wrinkle and i i can kinda i can understand why you'd want to put someone else of uh experience in the match but uh interesting story interesting uh nugget of information there dave and uh definitely like i said i mean my my opinion kind of changes if if Lesnar is legit concerned about um you know how Reigns may perform on the big stage well it's it's definitely it, it adds just it's a totally different way of looking at
2: it. And here's here's another thing, too, about that, and this is just my personal take on it after that conversation that I had with him because that was the only talk that we had had of wrestling. Other than the fact I will I, – I'll, I'll drop this little side note. He thought that, quote-unquote, because we were watching the UFC fight, and I looked at him and I said, so what do you think of punk joining UFC? And he goes, I think he's going to get fucking knocked out, brother. And I was like, I loved it. Excuse my language, but I loved it. But anyhow – that was the only talk of wrestling we had. So after that conversation, I was thinking about it the past week or so, and I thought to myself, you know, Lesnar's concern, could it have been conveyed to management? And if so, was the change made for not only Lesnar's concern, but was it also made in hopes that Vince is trying to make Brock Lesnar happy in hopes that he stays and he doesn't go back to mixed martial arts and that he re a new contract. And that's the other question too. And I think that's the other I think that's another reason and another layer that you add to this story as to why Daniel Bryan could potentially be put in to make this a triple threat match. Most people going into a singles match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are going to know that Roman Reigns is going over because apparently Brock Lesnar is going to be the, you know, going to be leaving possibly to go to the UFC potentially. It's not 100% confirmed. But now when you add Daniel Bryan into the mix, it's like, all right, well, we know Lesnar could possibly leave, but who's going to win the belt? You have Reigns and you have Bryan. So now you have another choice. You have fans thinking and guessing. So I think that's another reason why Daniel Bryan was added to the mix because of giving the fans an option as well as also trying to maybe keep Brock Lesnar happy in hopes that he stays.
3: And making him happy is definitely paramount right now. I mean, as much as, Again, I, I was critical, and I get it. You know, his his part time schedule. Uh, you know, I wasn't crazy about it um, the entire time, but he is definitely. Uh, you know, we know we've talked about the the middle belts, the mid card belts, and uh, adding prestige to those belts. Um, and and it's been like a, it's been hit or miss, but it looks like they're trying to. As much as like the WWE Championship, obviously is the crown, the crown jewel, and has, uh, you know the the most prestige in the company. Somehow, to me, Brock Lesnar has added even more prestige to that title. And if they could tweak his part-time schedule a little bit uh, to help make him just a little more relevant, and that's this is for me as a fan, I, I I honestly can't come close to giving him whatever he wants. I he gives main events that he's in a big fight feel uh he's a monster uh he he's just he, he's intimidating he's he's a guy like to me that's what a pro wrestler that's what that's what the heavyweight champion should look like um i'd I'd honestly have him break punk's record i'd have him hold the title for a long time and then really really find that right guy to go over on lesnar but i Lesnar just for me and he's and he's turned me around as a fan. I wasn't the biggest Lesnar fan. I wasn't going gaga when he came back. Um, But he really gives every every time he sets foot in that ring, he gives the the WWE Championship match an incredible big fight feel. And in all honesty, I I mean, I, I think... All right, so I think we're back. Uh right now. Sorry about that, but I guess with the crazy ass weather in the the east, uh the power blinked on and off and I think we got Dave. Dave, are you there? I am here. All uh, right, yeah, we got a little uh and it was it was slight like the lights flickered, but uh the computer went off. So we're back on now. Sorry about that. A little uh a 5 minute glitch or so, but we're back. So uh yeah, I don't know where when you, you lost me, Dave. But I was going on. And uh, now, you
2: mentioned uh, um, you mentioned Brock Lesnar being, you know, uh, bringing a big fight feel, and uh, you know, if I were WWE, I'd give him what he wants to keep him happy.
3: Dad, that, that that's the gist of it. That, that's probably a little more long-winded than that, but
4: that's <laughs> yeah. Gist
3: of it. Let's go out to the phones. You guys have been patient. You've been on hold for a while. Let's get you guys on the line. I know Miss Trivia has been on hold for a bit, so let's go back out. Let's. Hey, Tricky, Miss Trivia, are you there? Yeah, how you doing, guys? Doing all right. How are you? What do you got for us?
1: Good. Ken, first of all, welcome back. <clears throat> thank you. And, uh, Dave, thank you very, once again. Thank you very much for uh, doing the Top Rope Report this whole week. It's been the number one listened to show on my uh, on my program, so I want to thank you for taking time out to join us. Oh, thank you. And, and uh, Ken, I, uh, I agree with you about this Daniel Bryan situation. I mean, to me, I think this, like, just blows the whole – royal rumble winner gets a title match you know right out the door i mean i've grown we've all grown up with the old school wrestling as you know the winner of the royal rumble gets the title match and now they want to throw daniel bryan in it and i mean for you to you guys i mean who do you think would make if black lesnar should lose who do you think would make the better champion roman reigns or daniel bryan
3: you know, it's, it's a tough call, man, and and I it's a good point you bring up because I agree with you. I think you do run that risk right now of, of you know, because now two years in a row, you're going to have the Rumble winner not getting his one-on-one shot at WrestleMania, and it starts to pull away uh, the credibility and the prestige of winning the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, I mean, it's weird because the thing is, for me, I mean, I'm a wrestling fan, and I, I'm the type of fan that, you know, I believe that the fight, the wrestling match, should have a shred of realism in place. And like you said, Mister Trivia, being an old school guy, like the big guys wrestle the big guys, the, the you know mid-range guys wrestle the mid-range guys. You know, and 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 I get the whole David and Goliath storyline has worked for for thousands of years, obviously. Um, but I think I I have a hard time with number one just looking at the two of them. Number two, knowing Lesnar's history. Number three, how they built Lesnar, especially over the course of this year, ending the streak, um, manhandling John Cena, um, getting through like being brutalized in a triple threat match and retaining the title. Personally, I have a very difficult time buying into a man of Daniel Bryan's stature beating. A Brock Lesnar. You have Brock Lesnar who ends the streak against a guy who is like 6'10", close to 300 pounds. John Cena is is a, just a, a mountain of a guy, and, and he, he dominated him for the title, uh, takes on two guys, retains his title. I just can't take seriously a guy like Daniel Bryan beating a guy like Brock Lesnar. And I, Again, I get the whole thing. It's David and Goliath. Uh, but I really have a difficult time with it. Um, I, to be honest with you, I have a difficult time, <laughs> because they built them so strong, with Reigns beating him as well. But at least physically, when you look at the two of them, in real life, I could buy a Roman Reigns potentially beating up a Brock Lesnar. Um, and that's just me as a fan. I always have a difficult time watching a match where uh, in real life, it wouldn't even be close. And so I don't know if either one of the guys is the guy to necessarily take the belt off Lesnar. I think Lesnar is is in, in rarefied air right now. Uh, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea for Lesnar to retain the title um, at WrestleMania. It's just a question of what his contract status is going to be. But uh, I, as I go in a roundabout way, but i got to say, Mr. I I do agree with you that uh, in doing this two years in a row with the Rumble winner you start to run that risk of pulling away the special nature of winning the Rumble.
1: Right. It's like, you know, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble, but what's the sense of me winning it if I'm not going to get a one-on-one title match? I mean, and I think that, you know, back in the day the WWE used to always have the big, hulking, strong guys as uh, champions. I think what they're also probably going to look at is which one of these three is going to put more butts in the seats. You know, Brock Lesnar, I was really impressed with him at the last uh, pay-per-view in that triple threat match. I mean, that's to me, I thought that's what a champion should be, should do, come back after all that and come back and still win the title. Honestly, I think Brock, in my opinion, I think Brock Lesnar will wipe out Daniel Bryan. With the Roman Reigns thing, Roman Reigns has got size. You know, he comes from a Samoan, a Samoan heritage. It could be a good match. I can understand what Dave was saying when he was talking to Bully Ray about, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar not, uh, not too keen on this match because, you know, which one of these guys has the most experience, Daniel Bryan or Roman Reigns? And you obviously want to put a guy in a title match that's going to work well with a champion or it's going to look stupid. But I just wanted to put that out there. I just wanted to give my opinion on it. Ken, welcome back. Dave, thanks very much. And, Kat, I'll be in touch with you this week about next week's show.
3: Very good. Thanks a lot. All right. Point. Yep. As always, talk to you soon. And hey, Mr. Trivia, I mean, good stuff, as always, from Mr. Trivia. And I'm curious, Dave, your thoughts on that, on uh, the Rumble. And, look, the Rumble's always going to be the Rumble, and I get it. And it's not going to you know, – we're still going to love the Rumble. But, uh, you know, to me, like, they just got to be careful with the idea of now, you know, the the whole thing with the Rumble is you get your you get your title shot at WrestleMania, and now potentially two years in a row, the winner of the Rumble is not going to get his one-on-one shot at, at WrestleMania. I think, you know, whatever happens next year, the winner of the Rumble has got to get a one-on-one match come WrestleMania. Well,
2: yeah, I understand what Mr. Trivia and what you're saying, and I totally agree with you. It, it, I mean, the past two years, it's... It, uh... Defeated, you know the, the the purpose of the Royal Rumble winner getting the one on one match. But at the same time, this isn't the first time that the Royal Rumble winner hasn't necessarily either gotten his championship match, singles match, or gotten a match at all. I mean, you know, it, there's been. Mo- I mean, they call it the road to WrestleMania for a reason. There's been you know those middle of the road pay per views where a guy's title shot would be on the line. This isn't the first time that the Royal Rumble winners. WrestleMania title shot has been in question or been in jeopardy before. This has been done before with guys like Shawn Michaels, uh, The Rock, um, you know, Steve Austin—a list of names you can you can think of that have won the Royal Rumble but haven't necessarily gotten what they had been promised after winning the Royal Rumble, and that's that's a title shot at WrestleMania. So this this wouldn't necessarily be the first time, but to argue the point about like who would be the better guy to face Lesnar. Or if there's, a, To me, after the performance he put on at the Royal Rumble, and I even thought this long before the match, but it definitely cemented in my mind after that title match, there's nobody on the roster with the exception of John Cena, excuse me, that is of equal or greater threat character-wise to defeating Brock, the, the Brock Lesnar character in, in WWE storyline, in my opinion. Daniel Bryan's hurt, Reigns is inexperienced, I mean, John Cena is really the only person. Rollins had a great performance, but that was a triple threat match too. One on one, I don't think a lot of people would buy Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar in a one on one setting, especially for the Seth Rollins character now, seeing he's a sneaky heel, he needs help, you know, to, to, to maneuver his way out of a situation. I think John Cena is really the only credible guy that you can look at and say he can beat Brock Lesnar. Maybe Randy Orton. Maybe Randy Orton. That's only because of what Orton has done in the Randy Orton character has done in the past. But there's really nobody, in my opinion, to, to be quite honest. With you. And if if Lesnar were to retain at WrestleMania, I'd be perfectly fine with it. I really would. As much as I love Daniel Bryan, as much as I love Roman Reigns, you, you said it earlier. Brock Lesnar, even though his absence has been, you know, um, a, a, a great topic of discussion over the past few months. When he comes back, he's an attraction. He, he's the champion. He brings a big fight feel. He's got that like that, that aura that like Floyd Mayweather has in boxing. Mayweather, you know, he fights maybe once, twice a year. Actually, That's what most boxers do. But when he fights, it's a big deal. And when Lesnar is on WWE TV in a pay-per-view setting for a match, it's a big deal.
3: Totally agree with you. 347 eight, three, eight, eight, is the number to call. Let's go back out to the phones because Andy's been on hold. Anthony, are you there? I'm here,
0: guys. How's it going? Doing all right. How are you? What do you got for us tonight? Oh, wonderful. I'm going to give you two quick ones before I get into WWE uh, Saturday night. Another NEW Bethany show, and I have to bring this up just because the crowd was absolutely insane. They had to turn people away at the door. Uh, The building was packed. Blew the roof off the building. Uh, Every time I can't, I, I feel like they can't top themselves. They always do. So, I just want to give him a plug as a fan just to do that. It was, uh, had an absolute blast. I can't wait for the next show. And, uh, if you're in the area and you want to go, you better get your tickets early because it's blowing up like crazy. The second one is, um, super pumped for the, uh, NXT show Wednesday night. Um, Finn Balor and Neville, and then you got Owens and Sami Zayn. I mean,. <laughs> On a free month of the network, how could you not watch that? If, <laughs> I mean, that's just great programming. Uh, we talked in the past about them pushing NXT when they're on the free month. I think they're kind of doing it, and it's awesome, and I'm totally looking forward to that. But uh, getting into this uh, Super Bryant thing that we were discussing on Facebook last Monday. I'm kind of half kidding. But... Uh, I've kind of been thinking about this a lot and as you guys have been talking I've almost changed my tune a little bit and part of it is the story the bully ray story that Dave told which was outstanding. Um, I kind of I'm kind of of the opinion right now if if that's true where Lesnar is that worried about Reigns uh not performing well. It, does that mean that he himself is planning on staying because if he was going to leave why would he care like he can go to Wrestlemania collect his check drop his title and then go back to the UFC and not have to worry about it that's a great point that's a great point if if he's that worried about it maybe in his own mind this is where he wants to be I mean he has a a great work schedule he's other than Cena like or, or Brian like the guy like, he's the attraction. Um, I don't see, you know, you can go in the UFC and get beat up, but why? Uh, you're making I, – I don't know what he's making. I'm sure it's pretty good. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure when we were sitting at SmackDown, you know, last Thursday and he was, you know, supposed to be that raw, he was probably back in Minnesota hunting by that time. I mean, who has a better work schedule than Brock Lesnar? I mean, <laughs> and he's – like I said, he's the star. And if he is going to stay, I – I hope he doesn't drop the title to either one of them because, as much as I'd rather see Reigns in a match personally than Brian, I truly, deep down, don't believe Reigns is ready to be the quote unquote face of the company. And I think if they make him the face of the company, like, you know, you guys, Dave, you brought up a million times. I think he's going to get a backlash that he doesn't deserve. And I really don't want him to go through that. He's young. He's got a lot of stuff ahead of him. But I don't want a triple threat match either. So if Reigns is not going to face him one-on-one, as much as I almost don't want to see it because I don't want to see Dan O'Brien beat Brock Lesnar because I, in my mind, I understand scripted, fake, whatever you want to call it. I can't see Daniel Bryan being Lesnar, but I'd almost rather see the one-on-one Daniel Bryan versus Lesnar. My basic point is if you're scrambling, whatever you've been doing as writers, as a company, don't have at it. Go all the way with it. Make a decision. Is it Reigns? Is it Bryan? I'll support it whichever way you go. But make a decision. Don't have to ask it and give us a triple threat match and all this crap. We just saw a great triple threat match. Could this triple threat match live up to that? I don't think so. I, it, 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 don't, it it would almost be impossible, just being as a wrestling fan and seeing how much wrestling I've seen, to go to that well this many times. I don't see it. The triple threat match last year wasn't even as good as the match between Hunter and, and Brian that opened the show. So I just almost want them to just make the decision and go with it, and don't half-ass it. And as a fan, I'll live with whatever decision you you make, because that's the type of fan I am. But don't half-ass it and give us the middle of the road crap. Don't try to please everybody. Decide who you want to please or who you don't want to please, and just go with it. You make, I mean <laughs> that's a, that's my point on it.
2: You you make a great point, Tony, and I, and I and I didn't even think of that. But then after you made that point, this popped in my head. And uh, and I'll be quick with this. Why would Lesnar care? Well, he doesn't want to look bad on live TV pay-per-view. Okay, the last image you see of him on TV is that he's in a horribly choreographed wrestling match with with an inexperienced guy like Roman Reigns. And then he goes on to, to, to UFC television to do a shoot fight, a real fight, I mean, it would it would make his image look, it, it, I don't think it would tarnish his image, but it would make his image look different than what he would like it to look like heading into the UFC. And speaking of Brock Lesnar, it was just reported on Twitter, WWE's official Twitter, that him and Paul Heyman are going to be on Raw tonight. But that's my take on the whole Lesnar situation. Yeah, I mean you know it's interesting.
3: I mean what Tony was just saying and, and the thing that I think is, is intriguing with this whole story, uh, with with talking to Bully Ray and what's going on and, and if Lesnar and look like let's look at Lesnar. Let's just take in the physical presence of what Brock Lesnar is, and he is is nervous of of getting in the ring with Roman Reigns. If the story is true. if that's the case, the WWE Whoever was in charge of this really dropped the ball as far as when to push Reigns to this this spot. And I think I think all of us, I think the three of us are in agreement that at some point Reigns will be ready to be the man. Um it just doesn't seem like he is right now. And the fact that, that your your main attraction, so to speak, would be Nervous about getting in the ring with them—that speaks volumes.
0: Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you with that, and I think it—it it kind of plays into my overall point of don't just make a decision and go with it. I—I'm I, kind of getting annoyed with this like half-assed like go with this, um, you know the the Ziggler Bryan match, which was the reported the last week big report, you know, every week it's a new one, you know, and and I don't I don't begrudge them for that because creating all these little reports, I, mean, I don't even know if they're putting them out there or people are just guessing, whatever it is, I mean, you're creating talk, you know, something for everybody to talk about, and that's always a big thing, you know, I'm sure as much as the NFL hated the flakey, the whole crap with that, but everybody talked about the NFL for a week. So if you're the WWE and you want everybody to talk about WrestleMania, oh, we'll just throw out a report, different report every week, and then everybody will discuss it, and it keeps our name in everybody's mouth, which is smart in a way, but I think at the end of the day, you've got to make a decision to go in some direction because I listened to the Triple H podcast with Stone Cold very closely, and his basic point that I got out of it and a lot of those things were you cannot please everybody. So if that's your take, that you can't please everybody, and I'm not sure if that's Vince's take, but that was his take, then you make a decision, you go with it, and if there's a backlash, you have to live with it. Because at the end of the day, you guys know this as well as I do. People bitched about the Royal Rumble for a week, and I know there's still kind of all this and that, but you know what, they made an adjustment, and... Now people are talking about, oh my, where are they going to do it fast lane? Is Brian going to win? Is Reigns going to win? Who's going to be, What is? What? whose role is going to be what? They kind of found a way to get away from the bitching a little bit, in a way. I know it's WrestleMania, it's the show, it's the whole thing, but it's the same scenario. Half the people are going to bitch anyway, so you, you let them bitch for a week, and then you're on to something else, and...
3: It's, it's a tough road. I mean, it's a tough road for uh, the WWE. It's tough for, you know, and I do find that, like, nowadays in life with, with social media and blogging and even what we're doing right here, podcasting, uh, you know, and we, uh, Anthony, thanks for the call. We we lost Anthony. We just, uh, wow, tech is just having fun with us tonight. But a uh, great call as always, Anthony. Um, the WWE, you know, the complainers out there have have more of a voice. And I do think that the complainers are louder than, and that's usually the case, are louder than the people who might be enjoying it. And and uh, you and Dave, on this show, for the most part, when we talk about wrestling. Um, you know, we we have differences of opinions. We can like debate kind of, but we're all fans on this show, and most of our callers, and you and I, because we're fans of pro wrestling. And we'll discuss whether things are working or not, but. We, we don't get on here outraged. We don't, like, piss and moan about it. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of fans that I talk to, and, I, and I've, I've gotten a little more vocal on social media getting into it with, with complainers, because, like, I get to a point where, like, well, then why are you watching? If you're that absolutely frustrated with the product, if, if you hate it so very much, you know, why are you watching it? I got into it with someone on Twitter. We were going back and forth, and he was like, you know, Daniel Bryan deserves to be in the main event at WrestleMania. I said, why? He got the main event last year. He's like, it would be better this year. I said, WrestleMania is going to sell out regardless, so they don't need him in the main event. And his response was, well, of course it's going to sell out. That's not the point. I'm like, well, what's the point then? If your event's going to sell out, it's not pure desperation that Daniel Bryan needs to be in the main event. And to be perfectly honest, as a wrestling fan... I would have much preferred to see Daniel Bryan versus Dolph Ziggler somewhere in the mid card, and I would all, but I'd bet money they'd give us a classic. than worrying about how how the WWE is going to crowbar Daniel Bryan into the main event after they've had Roman Reigns win the Royal Rumble. Uh, it, it's just it's interesting, but the complainers are always going to have a louder voice. They're always going to try and. Uh, Speak over everyone else and it's, just, it's an intriguing time In wrestling because wrestling fans You know I think more so than, than A lot of other modes of entertainment Are very vocal And they jump out there and they blog And they, and they podcast And they, they do all these things And they want their voice to be heard And I think it's great that wrestling fans are so passionate About being a wrestling fan But if all you do is complain Then I don't know Like just Just stop watching But it's just an interesting time for the WWE to, you know, at times as an entertainment entity, you have to give the fans what they want. But you can't just, you know, people get booed, now all of a sudden we're going to change our storyline. Or like you said, Dave, it's Philadelphia. So, I mean, you can't read the the Philadelphia crowd and say, all right, we have to change things up because the way they reacted or the way another city reacted. And it's just—it's a ticklish spot to be in right now. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. And we're going to go back out to the phones because we got Mike on the line. Mike, how you doing this evening? What's going on?
4: Hey guys, what's going on, man? You guys are talking. We're talking wrestling tonight, huh? <laughs> we are ready. We are getting ready for WrestleMania. I cannot wait. Cannot wait.
3: Yeah, it's funny, man, because it's like. It's it's weird and, and and hopefully like down the road it like takes hold but it's it's weird like there is there is another pay-per-view like it's like we're we on the road to WrestleMania and it's like oh oh yeah there's Fastlane. I you know Elimination Chamber had that prestige in the middle of WrestleMania season and it's like that's Fast I'm not a big fan of the name but I get
4: it we're on the road to Hey John Cena, Fastlane, but... John Cena and his in his love for the cars that's why it's named Fastlane. He loves the cars.
3: That would be awesome if he came out in one of his muscle cars. But anyway, what are are your thoughts, Mike? I mean, there's so many things, so many rumors, uh, stuff that Dave's hearing from Bully Ray. I mean, what are your thoughts on what's going on post-Rumble, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, Lesnar? What do you think?
4: I like Bully Ray. I got nothing against him. You know, it was a good story. It was a nice story. Dave, Dave got to watch a UFC fight with Bully Ray. Hats off. You know, Billy Ray's a, a smart man. What he said about Lesnar, I think Lesnar's full of crap. You know, I think Lesnar's full of crap. Because if he's scared about Ro- Roman Reigns hurting him, what about all the guys he hurt? You know, everybody forgets. And then the other thing about him going back to UFC, he's not going back to UFC. He he said he won't go back to UFC because he, he got hurt too many times over there. And that's why he came back to WWE. Well, All right,
2: well, I I don't think... All right, maybe I wasn't clear on the story. I I don't think it was necessarily a a fear of Lesnar as far as Reigns hurting him in the match because, let's face it, he's a big guy. He's a big boy. He can handle himself. (laughs) Trust me. I think it was more or less the actual performance and how the story was going to come across and how that would have... Been affected if the crowd got into the head of an inexperienced guy like Roman Reigns. Maybe that's what—that's uh, to me how the the perception of the, the the conversation I had with him was about Lesnar's feelings. I, I don't I, I don't recall it being anything about um, uh, fear of injury. Um, so maybe I wasn't clear enough when I explained the story. But I'm pretty sure it, the, the the perception I got was that he was worried about the. The, the the performance being affected and not
4: anything to do with injury. Okay, thank you for clearing that up. But anyway, he's still full of crap. And Bubba Ray, I like Bubba Ray. I got nothing against Bubba Ray. I've seen him in Philadelphia, seen him walking out, talked to Bubba Ray, very nice guy, you know, talked about him and Devon coming back to the company and supposedly there's some kind of a deal that they're going to be working out soon to bring those guys back home. And I, I definitely agree he should be back in the company. You know, uh, when he left, it was sad. And like, like I said, he's a, he's a great guy. And uh, I'm glad you got to hang out with him. And it's, it's really cool. And I'm glad you got to hang out with Velvet. Very cool. Very, very nice. But the question is this, though. On March 8th, what are you guys doing on Sunday, March 8th at 2 p.m.? <laughs>
3: I, I do. I, I have no
4: idea. I'll tell you. What
2: am I doing? What am I doing? See, am I doing
4: I, I, I'll tell you what you should be doing, dear Ken. It's my Ken.
2: stepson's birthday. Oh, is it? Yeah.
4: Very cool. Anyway, I uh, will tell you what you should be doing, dear Ken, and and, uh, and and all you listeners out there. BWO is coming back at the the L E H T Community Center. Um for Alive and Kicking, and it's going to be a benefit for our good friend, Preacher. Um, so everybody should come to that. That's going to be at 319 West, Calabrese Way, Little Egg Harbor, Sunday, March 2nd. Uh, yeah, no, Sunday, March 8th, sorry, at uh, 2 p.m. And it's going to be a uh, a great time. And, and for everybody who don't know or knows Preacher, broke his neck back at a uh, CZW show and uh, he should, uh, you know and I spoke to Preacher yesterday I asked him how he was doing, he said he's doing okay so they're giving back to him and uh, what better way for BWO and the fans to give back to a great guy like Preacher
3: You know, it's fine because I didn't didn't, uh, remember the date but I did see that uh, on Facebook and uh, yeah, Preacher's a real good guy Uh, unfortunate neck injury, needs some help with his medical bills, so uh yeah, I mean what the hell you know, I I honestly haven't looked at my schedule that far in advance, but did see that. Hopefully I can make it. Uh but anyone out that would there be nice. wrestling fan, that would be uh, great. Get out there, uh, help support Preacher, you know, a guy never met him, real good guy, and uh you know, really quite literally bleeds the business. Uh interesting oh, guy to talk to. He's he's a master of psychology and just just a good guy. So if you mean, get out there, help uh Preacher with uh, his medical bills, uh, that would be great. And again, it's March 8th at 2 p.m., correct?
4: Yes, and he's a uh, – yes, it is. And um, it's in Little Egg Harbor, and uh, if you go to their, uh, their, their page, you can um, catch it on their Facebook, uh, BWO Organization. Um, it's just a great organization to be a part of. You know, it just – when I seen that yesterday, it just brought, you know, something to my heart, and uh, I'm going to try to make it myself. And I'm gonna grab Magic and Magic and I are gonna go, and uh, it's I I definitely know it's gonna be a good time because those guys know how to wrestle. You know, those guys like you said he bleeds the business. Hey, preacher goes every year to um, the cauliflower ear convention. You know, he's a member of that, and and uh, and and uh, you know, and the the guy goes to ROH. She goes to CW. The guy's great. But going back to wrestling and WWE style wrestling, I tell you. What about Triple H's announcement about China not going to go in the Hall of Fame?
3: Yeah, you know it's I I I get why, Um, and you know I I, look do do I think China deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame? Probably, um, you know when you're running uh, an event as you move uh, more and more into the realm of being a family entertainment company, uh, mm-hmm. inducting someone who's made a career in the porn industry, maybe maybe not so much you want that. So uh, I get it, and I get there's probably a lot of personal feelings there, and I would think also as far as the WWE, I, I don't know who in that company would really want to hand China a live microphone at a, a Hall of Fame induction. So I, I think she deserves it. Um, but I see as as a multi-billion dollar entertainment company, uh, their stance on it. But, you know, it's wrestling. Never say never. Uh, wouldn't shock me if years down the road we see her go into the Hall of Fame. But uh, I get the WWE stance.
2: What are your thoughts, Dave? I, I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, he made a great analogy. You know, an eight-year-old kid, you know, watches wrestling wants to see it they got access to smartphones now and, and and kids that age and computers and tablets and things like that they go to google who china is they might end up on some porn site that they you know that they shouldn't be on or whatever seeing her face there so i totally get the reason why um they wouldn't induct her into the hall of fame it's the same re- it's, and it's a similar situation with um lawrence taylor you know a lot of people have, over the years, have thought Lawrence Taylor should get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame because of his his match at WrestleMania 11 against Bam Bam Bigelow. Well, yes, he had a great match and he did good numbers for the company at that time um, when when the wrestling business was not very popular to like. But he's a registered sex offender, unfortunately, and that just it just wouldn't it would be bad publicity. Um, personally, not saying that her, what she did in her wrestling career um, doesn't garner a Hall of Fame induction. I guess it does. I wasn't the biggest China fan. I didn't think she brought a whole lot to to, to DX. Uh, I liked her better when she was on her own. But um, yeah, it just doesn't. In this day and age, I don't think it's the right right thing to do.
4: Hey, I'd rather be in China, but I I could tell I'm you sure that you much. would. But, uh, but I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing, though. How about Sonny? Sonny shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame if that's the case. How about Jake the Snake Roberts? How about Scott Hall? How about uh, Mike Tyson? You know? That's all these all other life. guys. That, that that stuff is different.
2: Like She's she's in sexually explicit material. She okay, what about, living, what, about hey, what about he's X-Pac? What about X-Pac? He's not in the Hall of Fame. He's
4: not in the no, Hall of Fame. No, but the point is they're going to play in the Hall of Fame, I heard.
2: You don't know that for sure. You no, nah, they put sure. him in the whole That's one of the reasons why he's been put in now. The point is, she's been putting she 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 still performs as, a, as an adult actress. She still performs sexually sexual acts on camera. Still currently, she's making that. She's doing that for a living. That's not exactly. I the thought she was a teacher. Those, I I don't know. Maybe she does that too. Who knows? Everyone I thought she stopped that. that for now. But but seriously, like I'll do. I mean, those other guys, they didn't. You know. Jake the Snake, Jake the Snake, he didn't, you know, commit any crimes. He just had bad habits with drugs, and he got out of that. Mike Tyson, same thing, you know. All right, Mike Tyson did go to jail for alleged rape, but re- regardless of the fact, it's just not, it's just not the right time. And plus too, I think Triple H, with her and Stephanie,
4: I think Triple H is not putting her in the Hall of Fame because of the problems that she had with. Uh, you know with stephanie and and uh and triple h yeah but i mean uh, if, if I triple h h has taken the, if triple h has taken the moral ground um with not letting um, china in because of her background then then that's another uh that's another story i mean i get where he's going with it, you know and i and i understand it, but i just question- again you question all the the other uh the other stuff that's behind it. That's yeah, but I
3: guess, you know, it's, it's funny though when it, when it's your game. I mean, when you're holding all the cards, I mean, I, I get it. You know, I, you know, uh I mean, it's just I think what Dave's saying, it's, it really is a different thing. And and kids right now, I mean, right now, China's kind of known for porn, uh, whereas you know, if you Google Mike Tyson, uh, he's known for his boxing career. And I and I kind of get it. I think you can make the case for you know, if they're gonna take the stance with China, how do they let a guy like Mike Tyson in the Hall of Fame? But I, I think uh you know, I, I kinda of get it and, and adding the personal uh feelings that are in the mix I, I kinda of can see where Triple H is coming from. So uh And
4: Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan as well. And the Hulkster what brother What the Hulkster do? What do you mean what did he do? He got caught on video with uh Bubba the Love Sponge's wife.
2: Yeah, and that also happened after he got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. But I'm saying, though,
4: here. that's another thing that, that people, that's but, another, you know. But not it, all...
2: it, you're
3: starting to compare apples and oranges. The other thing also that Hulk Hogan wasn't performing for the camera. There was a hidden camera there that he didn't know that's was there. That's what they
4: said. That's what they said. I know, and that's,
3: that's a big difference. And I get it. Look, and you can go back into, you know, Jimmy Snuka and what he did. Life, and there's a lot of. Skeletons in people's closet. And it's you know, if, and I bet when it comes to the wrestling business, it's a shady business. You could probably pull everybody out of the Hall of Fame. But at this moment...
4: Well, I'm not saying pull them out of the Hall of Fame. I'm just na- saying making a statement like he did. Hey, listen, I'm with Triple H. I'm a big Triple H supporter. I, I agree with him 100%. But I'm just saying my point is this, though. If you're going to dissect the Hall of Fame... Um, you know, it, you know, dissect the Hall of Fame and dissect every little thing about it, and who's going to go in and who's going to go out. You know, everybody knew tr- coming in here that um, Stone Cold was going to ask the the question, um, you know, about China because it's a pressing issue. All
2: right, you all know, right. Let me, and, let me, and
4: yeah.
2: let me ask you this one question, Mike. Okay, let's say, for instance, just for argument's sake, that WWE decides. All right, we're going to put China in the WWE Hall of Fame, and currently, she's known for her for her her, um, her her career in the porn industry. Currently, she does that for a living. Still, okay, you know how many advertisers and sponsors WWE would lose currently if it was in, if it was announced publicly? Well, we're allowing adult actress Joni lore aka China, um, to, to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean. They're a company that's got a PG television rating. Their merchandise, their programming, their advertising—it's all geared towards a younger audience. You don't want to associate someone who who performs for an audience 18 and over with explicit adult sexual acts. Be associated with programming that is for kids. Get what I'm saying? Okay, let me.
4: Okay, then I'm going to ask you a question after you're done. Go ahead.
2: I am
1: done. You can ask. Me okay,
4: questions. I got a question for you then. Okay. All right. If if okay, if you go and you watch the network, okay, you watch WWE Network, you could watch from the whole time China came in to the whole time time China's not there no more. She's uh-huh. on every pay per view. What if yes. a kid? What if a kid decides to watch WrestleMania um, 17 and says, Hey, I wonder who China is. And they and they Google China, and they come up with her past, okay now okay that's, right, and what I, my point is okay, now now that's the china name, the china name is still the China name is still um here in the w w e so if the China name wasn't here, okay, and we we had no access to China, then obviously you know what, okay, fine, but because I can watch China. Any time I want, it was like I can watch her on Monday Night Raw. I can watch her on anything, you know what I'm saying? And a kid who he could even be listening now. And a kid could be like, you know what? I wonder who China is. And here we okay. go. He Google's China. Can I answer you the know? question? You know, I mean that's That's my whole my whole point okay. of the whole thing.
2: Can I can I answer the question? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Bar, you make good points. Yes, she's on prior programming that's on the WWE Network. Well, let me ask you something how many eight year old nine year old kids have a credit card and spend nine ninety nine a month on the w w e network? Not very many no, Well, their parents that I do know. okay, but well, my point is is that it's on a paid subscription program and stuff from her and and that's content from her past that's past content
4: okay yeah and now, and people that now, don't know who she is can still look her up
2: yes, it's true, okay, and that's the whole point I'm trying to tell you is that they look her up and they see that she's in porn, then they're not gonna want to induct her in the Hall of Fame. WWE's not gonna want anything to do with that. You know how many sponsors and advertisers they're gonna lose. That's the whole point I'm trying to tell you. Is no, it, it, I know, it, I
4: know, I know that. No, I know your point, but I'm just saying that the kids can the kids can still find out about Chyna. I hate to break it to Triple H but the kids still can find out about China, who she is, I mean, you don't, don't have to break it he in the of it. I think
3: we need to have a, a, a uh, Hall of Fame, who should be and who should be not, uh, debate show. But uh, Mike, we going to have to let you go. we got about a minute left, but thanks always for the call. Food for thought uh, with China and, and other people going into the Hall of Fame. And we'll uh, be next week, so give us uh, a buzz next week. Thanks a lot. Okay,
4: and I thank you guys for my time, and we'll talk to you next week. And uh, let's do this up. Bye-bye. Take it easy, brother. Thanks, bye. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean,
3: it's, you know, and I guess it's an interesting point. Uh, I, to me, I think it's uh, everything being equal and, and it, it being like, you know, not tied to a company. And I'm, I think China's a Hall of Famer. Um, but I get it. I get why she's not in and remains to be seen. It wouldn't shock me at mm-hmm. all if years down the road uh, we see her getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. But speaking of Hall of Fame, Dave, tonight. Perhaps uh, we get confirmation. Rikishi in the Hall of Fame deserve an honor. Positive, this Hall of Fame class. One shining uh, star in the Hall of Fame class, but it's shaping up right now.
2: Yeah, not bad. I'm looking forward to seeing who else. I've heard rumors of Kevin Nash, possibly. I've heard rumors of uh, Stacey Keebler uh, getting into the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, th- this year's class, definitely interesting. Um, Ray Stevens, I've heard, is another name that might get inducted because he's a Northern California boy. So, yeah, I love the Hall of Fame. And, uh I look forward to seeing who's going to be next to get inducted this year.
3: Good stuff. Glad to be back. Thank you all for tuning in. You, You call us. You really want it tonight. We'll be back again next week on Monday night to get you set for Monday Night Raw. Check out our Facebook page for our Raw chat. For Dave, I am Ken. Have a great week. Good night, everybody.